Kermit the Frog here. I'm speaking to you from uh, the laboratory of a Professor Nucleus von Fischen, because as you probably know, Professor von Fischen is the inventor of the fabulous $6 man, uh, who lays right here on the table, matter of fact. Uh, yes. Is that right, Professor von Fischen? Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing only came to $6, huh? Yes, including tax. Well, that's, that's just incredible. Uh, hmm. The head, it looks like the head is, is made from a second-hand bowling ball. Yes, that's right. Cost me $1.38 at the rummage sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the hair up there is what, a scouring pad? Yes, that's a scouring pad, 59 cents a package. Uh-huh. Great. What, what's that nose? Oh, that's a cork. It's alive! I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. It's always good to start an episode with some blatant copyright theft. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm going to admit it. My first ever boyfriend, Kermit the Frog. Is that like some kind of horrible euphemism for a for something you put your hand in? No, okay. like I just like it, it, like I, as I lay on my like deathbed, like yeah. if my final words as I drop the snow globe is Kermit. I still remember just Kermit being the love of my life, but I think it was a lot of people's first boyfriend. That does make you Miss Piggy. Hey. <laughs> that woman can teach you a lot about self-love and positive body image. That woman is a queen. She's the one starlet of the 70s and 80s that Harvey Weinstein couldn't fuck. Yeah. Oh, she would have she would have sorted him out. She would have karate chopped his fucking weird oh. he apparently had a weird dick. <laughs> we're, we're weird min- man, two weird minutes dick, in. of course. Yeah. It's a new record. <laughs> No, but all the testimony. Apparently, that's longer than Harvey Weinstein lasted. But anyway, <laughs> two but, minutes in. But that's that's the that was the talk afterwards, wasn't it? <laughs> he's got a he's got a weird dick. Two minutes in. This is not worth a part of Tarantino <laughs> film. All you're doing is looking at my feet. <laughs> oh my god! I'd let someone look at my feet for a part in Pulp Fiction. Well, OnlyFans is hiring. You know, can't QT give me a. Give me a give me a holler. Really? So you do you still think Pulp Fiction's his film? Yeah. Well whose film is it? No, 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 it's in his best. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still love Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction as well. Yeah. But it's one of those things that's very much tied to its time. What what do you what do you think's better than um I I genuinely think his masterpiece is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. That's fucking incredible. It's okay. flawless. Okay. Well I, I love it. Yeah. You know, but you have questionable taste, but that's... <laughs> oh, God, if you said, like, if you said the Hateful Eight, I was going to, like, throw a can of bourbon at you. Oh, the Hateful Eight, the fucking Reservoir Dogs in the Western. No, fucking, yeah, oh, my God. Reservoir Dogs in jackets. <laughs> Fuck, I, I don't like that film. I did. I don't like it at all. And it, you know what? And it's such a disappointment to me because it literally has all of my favourite things in it. It's got, like, Samuel L. Jackson. It's got... Uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Looking like a fucking sexy geriatric Wolverine. Oh, oh I'd tap that. Oh. oh, I'd tap that. I 
ways of sideways. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Mr. Goggins, you know, bless him, he crazy-faced little bastard. Yeah. Channing Tatum. Um, uh, music by Murakoni. It's a Western, which is like one of my most yeah. loved uh, genres. Shot in 70-millimeter Panavision. What's what's not to love? It's um, a beautiful film. Everything about it. <laughs> it's a beautiful film, though. No, it's really not. No. 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 It's just... No. Thinking of Kurt Russell, though, like because his look was only superseded by his slightly toned-down version that he had for Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Which, which I was watching on Halloween because I was bored. Okay. I love the film, but I've seen it a lot of times. I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. Why not? Can I say that? Because before I saw Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Um, Because I, I saw some uh, a friend of mine who I, you know, is also a huge Kurt Russell fan. Yeah. She's a little more gentler, shall I say, not into like horror movies and stuff. But she just saw Kurt Russell. She's like, oh, it's <laughs> Kurt Russell in a vest. It's Kurt Russell in a waistcoat. Like, oh, this is going to be very civilized. Um. Like you watch the film and it's very a different film until you sort of get to that part where they're trapped in the cage, the cave. Yes. And then it suddenly just becomes a whole lot of what the whole lot of Eli Roth. Ah! <laughs> she I think she is still silently screaming in the back of her brain to this day. She was not prepared for everything that happens in that cave. No. So just no, I don't want to give any spoilers alert. Yeah. But you know, be prepared for that scene. Maybe don't eat chicken while you're watching that scene. It's brutal. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, don't eat chicken, period. But don't eat your faux chicken during that. When or, you say don't eat chicken, period, do you mean eggs? Yeah, don't eat eggs either. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that film, like, it, it kicks up a notch. It does. Well, you know, you're familiar with my house because we, mm. we record the podcast here. Mm. My my little Halloween display was around my front door. Yes. First time I've done it, I thought, nah, fuck it. My son's getting a little bit too old soon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean into it. Yeah. So we made decorations together. We we went the whole hog. From my old filmmaking days, I've still got smoke machine and stuff like that. So <laughs> I set up like Stop a... Stop trying to justify why you have a smoke machine. You own a smoke machine. You're 40. Just own it. <laughs> Just own it. No, because I'll end up on another true crime podcast if people you, really know what's going on. Do you ever use it in the bedroom? No. Uh, do you know, like I'm when asthmatic. you're playing like Lord of the Lord of the Endor? I'm asthmatic. <laughs> at, at best, because I run a condiment company, I talk about having the best salt in the show. But that's about it. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have like an allergic reaction, it can be very breathy. It could help to the atmosphere <laughs> of it. Like, and from the shadows, it came. <gasps> But anyway, so I'm sitting in my front lounge room, which mm. directly abuts my front door with mm-hmm. a with a knee height window, uh-huh. and it's right in that crucial scene in Tom, Bone Tomahawk, uh-huh. where my first group of kindergartners oh. come to the front door and knock and yell trick or treat while that particularly horrific scene is going on, and it's visible from outside. Oh, oh, oh. oh. those poor kids! They got lots of candy, and then I let them do the smoke machine. <laughs> Do you want to see the pumpkin blow smoke? And like these parents are standing back looking like they're about to blow smoke of their own. Oh, so you tricked them and then you'll be treated to a restraining order. Probably. Yeah. Awesome. But I had fun. 
I like how I like the trick or treating thing. A lot of Australians I know, don't. I, I love it. Oh my god! I I got very excited. The the first two kids that came to my door I only had four, but the first two that rocked up, um, one was dressed as Harry Potter, one was dressed as a skeleton. I was very excited because yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so they both got a giant party size bag of. I don't know what the equivalent would be in America, but we have them here. They're called lolly golly bliss bombs. It's like caramelized popcorn yes. with more sugar thrown at it. Yeah. Um, so they both got, and like the bags were the size of the kids. Yeah. And I gave the kids like one of them each while their grandma looked at me like she was going to come back and just punch me in the face. <laughs> and I was just like, enjoy that. Slam the door. <laughs> Um, and then weirdly, the next couple of kids that arrived, because I had been going through my cupboard, I don't know why. I had, there were two cans of Pepsi. Yeah. I don't know why. Unless there's been. Mike Meyer from, uh, Mike Muir from Suicidal Tendencies turns up. I don't, I was like, why is this? Like, I, I, I must have been that blackout drunk that I can't remember someone drinking Pepsi in my house. So the next two kids, there were two kids, and I'm like, it must be a sign. So they got a pan of Pepsi each. <laughs> Well, Again, you just got parents. really drunk one night. Yeah. Which you do because you're an alcoholic. Mm. Yeah. And you ordered KFC. Who did? You. You probably don't remember it. What? You probably woke up feeling good, your skin glistening with trans fats. No. You no. ordered KFC in a no. drunk blackout. No. No. I guarantee it. You put the Pepsis in the cupboard. Because even a fucking blackout drunk's not going <laughs> to drink Pepsi. <laughs> no. No. Not even like, no. You know what, but... <laughs> That being that being said, I've come to the decision that I wouldn't. And by the way, no, because do you know what? I don't like get drunk and like accidentally like shoot people in the face. No, <laughs> gross. Um, but you know what? I've decided that I would no longer die than drink Pepsi. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it was like if I was in the Sahara Desert and someone was like, oh, do you want to drink your own piss or this cold can of Pepsi? I'd be like, all right, let me have the Pepsi. Do like a Bear Grylls enema with it. Yeah. I'd still rather die than drink Sunkist. Oh, Sunkist is the worst. Yeah. Like, I would rather have an enema. Like I'm, a muddy imagine, water enema. Imagine being the Pepsi, co- the Pepsi Corporation. Yeah. And going, you know what? We need a knockoff version of Coca-Cola's Nazi drink. That's what we need. <laughs> A badly oh, that's right. You said Fanta was invented by the Nazis. No, it wasn't invented by the Nazis. It was during the Second World War, and there was two. There was two sides to it. Essentially, mm. Coca Cola didn't want photographs of Nazis drinking Coca Cola because terribly bad for their brand. Yeah. So they cut off the supply of that. The second thing was, um, basically, it was very hard to get certain supplies into Germany mm. during the Second World War. Mm. So the same, even though Coke got a little bit high and mighty about not wanting Coca Cola in the hands of the SS Nazis, yeah, they still wanted their sweet fucking Deutschmarks. But I'm surprised the Nazis would like Coke. Everyone likes Coke because it's delicious, but, it, but it's black. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> wouldn't they have liked some like white, pure, fizzy lemonade? And we like our beverages white. Some kind of fermented yak milk, like their Nordic, <laughs> their Nordic forebears. But no, Coca Cola found a way to basically recycle orange peel and just all the worst things that wouldn't go into like jam and preserves, yeah. and turned it into Fanta, and that's how Fanta was born to service those thirsty Nazis. There you go. Oh, hmm. it's 
I'm, I'm never going to be able to look at a Fanta ad the same. No, and then fucking Pepsi Cola's just like, we need knockoff <laughs> cheap and nasty Nazi Coke. <laughs> we need the knockoff Nazi drink. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure there's a modelling system you should be like going for. And AC Cola was like, hold my stolen baby. I'll make one. <laughs> Oh, from sadness. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, that's what it's just that's what those really cheap ones taste like. They just you know what? It tastes like generational poverty. It does. That's what it tastes like to me. Just sadness. Yeah. 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 Like you've accidentally put bong water in the soda stream. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ruin your soda stream. <laughs> Oh, God. But you know what? Speaking of multinational chains, okay, just on a side story, okay, and because this is a a horror podcast, um, had a gentleman who had a bit of a horrific experience, okay, in his words, at one of the big pizza chains. No. All right. Now, this story actually happened, okay. I'll give you the quote. Or the, the headline from the article, which mm-hmm. I think is basically going to sum up this article. Okay. Right? Let me put on my newsy voice. <laughs> Pizza Hut hits back after diners complaint about its sexualized tomato sauce model. What? <laughs> Number one, there's still Pizza Hut? In England. Oh, of course there is. Yes, in England. You can actually sit in <laughs> if you want to like provide an alibi. I was going to say exclusively for Prince Andrew's alibi. <laughs> so you can try to clear yourself from sex crimes. You can sit in at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> pizza Hut, no sweat. <laughs> uh, one of its diners, an Adrian Sean, uh, sent a complaint letter uh, to the Pizza Hut change. Uh, slamming Pizza Hut following a dining experience that he had at one of their stores. So you lost when you called it dining. <laughs> uh, so this was in Hull of England. Yep. Where you know, obviously on the on the uh, the table because he also there was pizza. He also ordered some hot chips and nuggets. Yep. Um, so he went to put some tomato sauce on his chips. There's some ketchup. When the terrorizing, the terrorizing moment for not just him, but for he and his family. Right. Okay. When he saw the tomato sauce bottle and emblazoned on it were the words shake, squeeze, and squirt. Yeah, that's an instruction. No, this customer likened the wording on the tomato sauce label to an app for swingers. <laughs> what? And he protested that they should have such a sexually suggestive thing written on their tomato sauce bottle in a family restaurant. Wow. To be clear. Shake, squeeze and squirt. To be fair, the only families that are attending a Pizza Hut restaurant are broken ones and dad's there on a fucking access visit that he's probably missed four or five times. Uh, Well, this 31-year-old... Apparently the most prudish man in fucking Hull. I'm gonna uh, see. I would have said virgin, but he was saying it was family. Obviously, with the children that he had kidnapped. Yeah. um, Said in his complaint letter to Pizza Hut, and do not. Ha- what kind of voice do you think this guy has? 
oh, he fucking talks like this because he's a cunt, isn't he? Oh, no, because the cunt is word. This guy, this guy can't even say the word squirt. He's not no. going to say the word cunt. <laughs> he's like that schoolboy character that fucking just ejaculates at the sound of boobies. <laughs> he just, yeah. <laughs> this is literally him. Oh, my God. I cannot understand how someone could put that sentence together. It's awful. <laughs> he described the inappropriate wording, um, as I said, more like a you know something that would advertise you know suggestive comments for swingers. Uh, again, not appropriate uh, for a family venue, and is demanding that Pizza Hut immediately rebrand its his word sexualized tomato sauce bottle. This guy's like Rowdy Roddy Piper and they live just walking around with these glasses on that shows everything is smart. Sex, sex, sex. <laughs> he looks at the bottle, stick me up your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, Pizza Hut. <laughs> His email continues to say, the source logo has to be changed and looked into to making it more child and family friendly and not distorting people's mind while you're trying to eat. Imagine telling your kids why they can't have that sauce. He then demanded a $48 refund for his meal because ah. it upset his stomach. <laughs> um, Pizza Hut uh, responded saying that they apologise if the sauce made him feel uncomfortable. Sorry our sauce was too saucy. <laughs> but seriously, if you if you are finding a tomato sauce bottle... Like, sex, like a, you're sexualizing a tomato sauce bottle. If you're getting sexy thoughts from a tomato sauce bottle, you are either living life exactly right or you've completely <laughs> fucked up. The last thing you had sex with was the gap in the couch. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Like I, have, like, I I was brought up on a heady dose of James Bond films, Carry On films, and Benny Hill. Yeah. Okay. As from a from a young age. So I can literally find sexual innuendo in anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely anything. And I mean, my life since, it's been hard. <laughs> Real hard. Oh. But well, I need the cash register sound from Are You Being Served. Ching. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Don't give me shit. I'll go home to my pussy. <laughs> but even. I am not looking at a tomato sauce bottle yeah. that's telling me to squirt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all my panties. Don't <laughs> let Jesus see. Turn the picture of Jesus away while I squirt my tomato sauce. Uh. It's just beers. Oh, my God. <laughs> After That's what they say. <laughs> What's in the sauce bottle? Squirt. It's just piss. Just piss. After Pizza Hut apologised for the uncomfortable feelings that the tomato sauce bottle <laughs> gave him, uh, the gentleman was not happy with their response and has since vowed to take the matter up with his local member of parliament. Just as well he didn't try the bakaki anaise. <laughs> There's something wrong with the bottle, Dad. It keeps shooting at my face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just open your mouth and go with it, son. Again, either you've been living life completely <laughs> the wrong way or exactly oh. the right way. Oh, my God. Have you ever been, um, you know, sexualize a condiment? I'm probably the wrong person to ask because you're all into your chili <laughs> and your chili bottles. Sexual? No. No? 
No, I mean, there are, you hear those stories about people accidentally falling onto tomato sauce bottles. Yes. That somehow have a condom on them and that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah. Awkward. Yeah, very awkward. Yeah. No, no, I don't. You would have to be so poorly adjusted. Yeah. To, I mean, what's obviously happened is he's realised that he's fucking, he's lost some money on the fucking dish lickers. <laughs> In it, he's had a fucking access visit with little Billy. Uh. Realised doesn't have enough money to get him home. Mm-hmm. Okay, kids, we're going to go do the ultimate scam. We're going down to the Pizza Hut in Hull. I'm going to pretend that their sauce gave me an erection. <laughs> and we'll get our money back. Oh, my God. It's like the worst Guy Ritchie film ever. <laughs> Squirt. <laughs> As his career starts to slide down. Oh, oh my God. It's just worth it for Brad Pitt doing a terrible accent. Oh, my God. When Jason Statham has more hair in his nose than on his head. They're like, oh my god! And then er down the lads. What do you know? Up the dough, up on the jumbly wubbly, and then out it squirted. Oh, oh. oh, I'd still watch it. Yeah, I would too. Guy Ritchie makes great films. <laughs> oh, except for that one, that Which, that oh. Oh, the one with Madonna. Yeah. Oh, but he was he was held hostage. Oh, I still though. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But his his fucking. Um, what are they called? Sherlock Holmes films? Mm. Masterpieces. Yeah, they're right. Oh, fuck off. Calm down. Like, I wouldn't squirt my sauce bottle <laughs> over them or anything, but, you know, they're all right. Uh, really? You like them better than Snatch and Two Smoking Barrels? No, no, no. no, no those, they're amazing films. I just think that those, for big budget films, mm. also The Man from Uncle, amazing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh. It's got Army Hammer okay. in it. <laughs> yeah, well, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now there is a man who's, like, fucking getting turned on by a condiment. Just see him fucking urethral fisting himself with a slice of fucking old pizza. Oh, my God. Well, you know, who am I to not do what the tomato sauce bottles tells me to? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? That, that's our that could be our sort of challenge for the week. The listeners at home, what is the most random household, you know, I guess item or condiment that you've ever been sexually aroused by? Fuck, does Bill Clinton listen to our podcast? I <laughs> uh, used a stogie. <laughs> oh, see, I I don't think that's cool, man. Like, what if she gets cancer of the lip? Oh yeah, she like, has, she has to get a talk box. <laughs> <laughs> just, just three little fatty farts. Little <laughs> <laughs> butter-sized fatty farts. I would squirt, but it's just piss. <laughs> oh, oh! I'd love to see someone using one of those dog boxes. It's like something from Mot- like a Motley Crue biography. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck it. You got to read that book. Wow, you are like one step away from sexualizing a tomato sauce bottle. Pretty That's much. what I'm taking from this episode. Uh, oh my god! Well, try to rein us back in. Yeah, why? Why did we to... have that fucking stolen Muppets quote at the start of this episode? Oh well, oh yo yo. That's because this week we are going to grab our popcorn and our smelling salts. As we meet an Englishman that will make you ask yourself, is my week really going that bad after all? Oh, really? When your parents said, it could be worse, or there's always someone worse off than you, they were clearly talking about this guy. 
Okay. Listen, you don't know my troubles, you say, and that's true. But unless your story begins with, I am missing my two front teeth, and then my penis just fell off, (laughs) you need to sit down, cross your legs, and feel better about your own life, as this week we talk about Malcolm McDonald dropping the mic. Or... Free Willy! Or, excuse me, waiter, but there appears to be a penis in my soup. (laughs) Or, or, is that a penis in the gutter? Or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) I don't get time to prep these jokes. (laughs) Or, sheep, squeeze, squirt. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Now, this isn't just a story about a penis that quite literally fell off, but it's also about what happens after a penis falls off. And a replacement penis is grown on his arm. No! Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. No. Although on a side note, do you really want your penis built faster than before? (laughs) Uh, Most people have operations to like reverse that. Yeah. Oh, yo, yo. Oh, they grew a dick on his arm. Mm, modern medicine. Like on, on a bicep? Like, oh, we're actually. It's the kind of thing where if he was doing weights, it kind of went. Oh, yeah. We'll. Uh, Do, we're, like we're, ultimate Halloween costume, like stick it under your shirt and pretend it's a chest burster. Yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh my lord! We are recording this episode. Our sorry, our, we should introduce our guest, um, our guest co-host today. It is uh, Rosa. Rosa the haunted doll. This. She grabs her petticoats in disgust <laughs> at the pure filth. Imagine being a demon and being stuck with us. Yeah, they'd probably be like, oh, <laughs> grab skirt and release. <laughs> I'm with my people. <laughs> I'll show you squirting, blah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. If you can't love Army Hammer, love the podcasters you're with. (laughs) Uh, Now, this all began some years ago. Malcolm McDonald was a simple man working as a mechanic in Norfolk, England. He didn't have a drug addiction, didn't engage in any high action activities or sport that may expose his penis to any high risk. What kind of sports involve high risk to your penis? Or cricket, I suppose. Yeah, football, gridiron. Being an American soldier. Jiu-jitsu. It's parkour. Jiu-jitsu doesn't involve yanking someone's dick off. Oh, you give them, There's you rules. Know, karate kick. There's fucking rules. Samurai wrestling, you got to like grab the thing at the back and twist it. Oh. You know, I'm just saying. Parkour. All these people landing on hand railings, dick first. It's, it's squishy. It just bruises. like <laughs> Just bruises. Oh. A bruised dick is something to fucking behold. Let me tell if you. you've ever bruised your dick during sport, 
send a send a send a picture to John. I get no pictures. John Brooks. We've asked for so many dick pics. I know. At the John Brooks on fucking Instagram. You know what? It's it's true. It's always bullshit. When you're like, send us dicks, no one will send you a picture no. of their dick. But if I pretend to be a woman on fucking Tinder. Yeah. Whoo, I know. I am fu- a woman on Tinder. I still can't get a dick. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, he, he basically, he doesn't um, he doesn't do any crazy activities that could potentially see his dick in harm's way. But what he did or have... Or in arm's way. <laughs> <laughs> but what he did have was a skin rash in his perineum. I can never say it. Perineum? Perineum. Oh, of course, that'd be one of your favourite spots. It's on the way to your... It'd be like on the way to Disneyland for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just next to the talk box. <laughs> Fuck off. You literally said it last week. So he had a skin rash in his para, per, perineum. perineum. Between, yeah, basically the spot between his testicles and his anus. This rash turned into an infection, which Malcolm battled for some time. The infection got into his blood and it turned into... Into sepsis. Jesus. Sepsis can and is, it can be lethal. Yeah. Some people have died within 12 hours of sepsis. Yeah. The mortality rate for septic shock is approximately 40%. Fuck. That's in the Western world. That's crazy. As sepsis worsens, blood flow to organs and the extremities can be impaired. Blood clots form and living tissue can be destroyed, becoming black and in extreme cases simply dropping off or a person can snap them off. Now I've got to say this. This guy has got an infection in a particularly sensitive part of the body. Mm-hmm. Why would you not go to a doctor knowing what's at risk? Because men. I'll tell you this right now. I am not a, I do not like getting my pants off. Mm-hmm. For doctors at all, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even like trying on clothes in shops. Mm-hmm. That's how body conscious I am. Three years ago, mm. I got chicken pox, and mm. as a result, got a serious oh, secondary infection again. in my balls. Not again. I was showing a doctor faster than a pervert at a train stop because mm-hmm. when it moves there, you got a deal. Yeah, I know. I, I knew. I know. You telling me all the reasons about. Oh no, that's why I had to photograph my dick. Sure, sure. It was the chicken pox. <laughs> yeah, but you see those like you see those medical shows on TV, yeah. like, and they're like, oh, how long have you had this? You know, it's like an open sore, and they're like, oh, twenty years. Yeah, true. I've just been stuffing toilet paper into the hole. Let me cat lick it. Um, oh my god, the worst one that I ever saw was this woman who went to the doctor because she had a very smelly pussy. Right. Okay. Like, and I'm like, that's going to be one hell of a smelly pussy if yeah. you're going to the doctor. And she's like, oh, but you don't understand. It's not just a smelly pussy. Like, it's a really, oh, like, it's the worst smelly pussy. It's like, you know, a, a fish market, like, has, you know, all the air conditioning has been broke on a 40 degree day after a week. Yeah. Um, like, my pussy is so bad when I'm standing at the bus stop out in the open. When I'm standing at the bus stop, people walk away from me because my pussy smells that bad. Oh, my God. How long has this been going on? Five years. Wow. Five years with a pussy so smelly 
It can drive homeless people <laughs> from a bus stop. Five years. Yeah, who needs that horrible confrontational architecture that's all studs and nails when you can just have her? Ooh. Oh, well, what anyway. was the cure? Oh, well, you know what? It turns out in the beginning, she was washing her pussy too much. Basically, she killed all of the bacteria. So it had just become this... <laughs> she just ki- she'd like dry, dry it. What is it with the... Salt of the earth. What do they call it? Salting the earth. <laughs> she had basically just killed everything in her vagina. Oh. So, and so then the more she cleaned it, the smellier it became. So your vagina is supposed to be kind of like a nice, healthy kombucha. Yeah, it's like a rainforest down there. Like it has its own oh. like bacteria and stuff because that's the problem. Like it, it cleans itself. It's designed to be a self-cleaning unit. Yeah. So like, and you can you certainly you know when you have a shower, freshen it up. But you just you just use hot water. But then the problem is they have all these like uh, bullshit you know synthetic. Oh, you got to douse out your vagina twice a week. All it does is kill the good bacteria. There you go. That's why with some lady problems, they tell you, oh, if it's a bit uncomfortable, put some vegan yogurt with the live culture up there. They don't tell you to put vegan yogurt on there. They tell you to put real yogurt on there. No. Because vegan yogurt does not have a culture to it. Because it's got, you know, it's vegan. Vegan yogurt. They do not tell you. No. Vegan yogurt. Does vegan yogurt have a live culture? It has rainbows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's even better. It's made from fucking. It's made from Care Bear squirts is what it is. (laughs) Well, maybe they were down their pizza hut. (laughs) Care Bear Squad. <laughs> He's got a fucking fist in face. Oh my god. Jesus. All right. Oh my god, that's one that's one Care Bear you're not giving to your kids. Just a little Pizza Hut cap and a little sauce bottle squirting on his chest. And a limp. <laughs> Some thirty one year old virgin behind it, just looking outraged. <laughs> ah, the children! Somebody think of the children. Oh Lord. So anyway, so that's why yeah, okay. you don't go to the doctor. There you go. Well, there's year eight biology for me. Mm-hmm. So I went to a Catholic school. We were just told that fucking vaginas were full of demons that need to be driven sin. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's sin regulating. Yeah. Yeah. That's why priests were allowed to go there. <laughs> uh, cleanse it. Mm. Um, <laughs> so this is what happened to Malcolm uh, when the sepsis sent in lost uh, blood to the extremities and he watched as his fingers and toes turned black. No. Then he watched as his penis turned black. I can understand people getting a bit lax about the old toes. But when you watch it like a fucking pirate curse, Mm -hmm. you got the spot, mate. Literally. Davy Jones is coming for what's his. He wants my dick. Yeah, it's lonely on a boat. <laughs> yeah, just watching it like a thermometer just rise, <laughs> tired of black. Bugs Bunny episode from hell. Oh, my God. But then again, we don't know what he'd been wishing for. He'd be like, oh, finally, all my prayers have been answered. Once the wife goes black, oh. she'll never go back. The ultimate stranger can't feel me cock. <laughs> That's a hell of a wank when your fingers come off. Hi ho, Kermit the Hi ho! Fucking drunk. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Oh my lord. 
Oh my god! <laughs> like dropping a bag of shopping and carrots go everywhere. <laughs> just fuck. Oh my god! Can you imagine just watching that? You like? I know men; they wouldn't stop. Like you'd carry <laughs> on <laughs> with just with just your little stumps. Just <sighs> like, and I'm not stopping now. They're already gone. It's too late. And the train has left the station. You don't stop until you reach Nut Junction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! So his ter- his penis turns black as well. Oh, wow. Then, on one fateful day in 2014, his penis, quite literally, just fell off. Brundlefly style. Yep. Just (laughs) fell off. His penis fell off his body and onto the floor. Malcolm, who was, in his words, completely gutted. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking, oh, that's shocking that is. I wanted that. I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. It spread to my fingers and toes and turned them black. When I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to lose it. Oh, no. Then one day, it just dropped off onto the floor. (laughs) Because I'd been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. Oh, no! 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 Hopefully the green organic bin. (laughs) That's the fucking saddest bachelor pad of all time. I just put it in the bin. Didn't even flush it like a goldfish. I had my tooth pulled out. I made him put it in a little see-through plastic bag and brought it home. Yeah. If my fanny fell off, I would just pick it up and put it in the bin. Surely, surely you're... Surely that's something you at least put in the Tupperware and put in the fridge. Maybe not your good Tupperware, but you put it in the fridge. Oh. I'm not saying like plastic coat it and mount it above the fireplace, but surely your your dick deserves more respect than just. Uh, there's, there, okay, there's a couple of other questions because he says like he just fell off and fell onto the floor. Why is he walking around with his black dick just swinging? I don't know. <laughs> like, unless he, his pants were that wide, it just, oh, there it goes, as it trickled well, down his leg and I'm he shook it. I'm guessing he's in a significant amount of discomfort. He's probably not even wearing pants at this point. Um, but oh, the thing is, like, he is since separated. And Hang on, what? He did have a wife before all this. Had, he, he had a wife? Yep. He's, he had an infection in his perineum for two years. Yep. His dick went black and fell off. Yep. And she was still with him at this point? No, I think that was the I think that was the breaking point. Wow. Yeah. Probably, you know, at least he picked you know what? And you know he was still married because he picked it up and put it in the bin. A single man <laughs> would have just fucking left it on the floor. Would have shown his mates. <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> just show Put it oh, in the bin. Oh my god! Just, I just—that's—I don't know what's sadder that his 
dick fell off or that he just put it in the bin. Just put it in the bin. Like how just resigned and are you to life that your dick falls off and you just put it in the bin? Talk about the struggles of the working class. This, I mean, my family is mostly from England and this is why I've never been back. This sort of hopelessness. Mm. Mm. Uh, just... You know what it is? It was probably like, it's like the whole like depression and all through the war. It was just like, yeah. they're brought up by women. They'd be like, a bomb would go off. Yeah. Another baby would fall out. They'd oh. be like, I'll oh, just put it in the bin. Let's put on some music, shall we? Oh, it's Joy Division. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can your dick commit suicide rather than listen to. No one Oh. Just as he slowly walks to the bin. No one knows what it's like to put your dick, dick in, in the, the bin. bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know what? That's still better than anything they've sent to Eurovision for the last, in the last 20 years. <laughs> it's better than anything Morrissey's ever done. No, I was going to say there's such a Morrissey song. <laughs> it is. Uh, put my dick in the bin. Mm. I blame the Muslims. Was he a Muslim hater? He's the worst. He's really? b- he's basically a UKIP far right. When did piece that of happen? Shit. Yeah, he's he's been on this awful far right trajectory for ages. Oh, that's sad. Him, Clapton, a bunch of other old timey rockers are like really hardcore racist. They're fucked. Oh, now I can't like you know depressingly put on like a, a Morrissey song at like two a.m. at a party to, to, to get people out of your house. Yeah. That's fine. I am the sun. Like in terms I am of, the air. In terms of a metaphor, that is putting your party's dick in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's he just used to like to lock it up, just start <laughs> playing the Morrissey. Oh. It was like, oh fucking hell. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I once I once wanted to get a sticker for my acoustic guitar that said this machine kills parties. <laughs> like a Woody Guthrie thing. <laughs> I completely gutted about Morrissey. For the American listeners who don't know, like Morrissey, like Morrissey for decades was essentially the most depressed Englishman on earth. Hard to do, but he was. Yeah. 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 And he, him and the Smiths did a lot of like really sad, depressing songs yeah. about. Um, was it, you you know you go to the club and you you know and you stand by yourself and then you leave by yourself mm-hmm. and then you go home and you cry and you want to die. Fucking Muslims, <laughs> put your dick in the bin. <laughs> There's panic on the streets of London. My dick in the bin. That's his Christmas album, Morrissey's Dick in the Bin. Oh my god, what's that? What that was song? Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. I know everyone in in in, in America is like, what the fuck do they listen to? Yeah. I don't listen to the Smiths. Yeah. Oh look, when you're a teenager, no, and you're all like, Meh. no, really? no. But the Smiths, bit of Dead Kennedys. No, the Dead Kennedys, absolutely. I still listen to them to this day, but never the Smiths. Bit of two live crew. Uh, Pop that pussy. (laughs) Pop that pussy. I was more of an easy E kind of guy. Uh, Yeah. 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 Nuts Uh, on the chin. (laughs) Dick in the bin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we we call our first tour the Dick in the Bin tour? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can. Woo! Buy your tickets and dick in the bin. <laughs> oh, it's my dick in a bin. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's like an episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> They're going through the park. What's this, Granddad? No. <laughs> don't pick that up. Oh, 
That's a hobo's dick in the bin. Go play in the fridge. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You just dropped this. <laughs> uh, it's a PSA campaign in the UK. Ah! <laughs> if you see a depressed Smiths fan drop their dick, leave it in the gutter. It belongs in the Thames. <laughs> Don't try and manual handle it. Oh, no. Okay. Jesus. So he's just picked up his dick and put it in the bin. Now, okay, now yeah. he goes to the hospital. <laughs> it's time. When <laughs> dick fitting time is officially hospital time. Is this the guy who gets offended at Pizza Hut because now everything's triggering to him? <laughs> no, completely different. Two different okay. people. Right. Two different people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I went to the hospital. Didn't even have a three-second rule with his dick. He's <laughs> just in the bin. <laughs> Come on, three seconds. Oh, my God. If you got a three-second with a sausage, surely you got a three-second with your sausage. But it's your sausage. You know where it's been. Oh, in his case, nowhere. Oh, my God. I can't believe he didn't even try to, like, bunnings, you know, put a couple of staples in it or something. It'll be all right. Just some prayer. Just, yeah. Sticky tape and a prayer. Oh, do you think that's what that Bon Jovi song <laughs> "We Got a Prayer" is about? But on a side note, if you've completely wrapped your dick in sticky tape, yeah, a redneck condom. Yeah, you've, I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Nobody try that. No, it's nobody true. do that. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> You'd have to get like American candy, something that would fit, like a Clark bar or something, like a wrapper from an American candy bar. Oh no, I meant just like you mean like this... mummify your dick with tape? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, that's terrible. Yeah. No, I'm saying don't do it. No, but... don't do it. But have you ever done it? No. no. Um. <laughs> oh, you know, your needs in a crisis. Anyway. Um. So I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll up the remaining stump. Roll it up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. (laughs) I I want you to just picture yourself sitting in in that room while you're being given that news. Best we can do. Best we can do. Roll it up. Like one of those kids' party blowers that's got a bit wet. Yeah. Oh, you make a nice little sausage roll. <laughs> Won't feed the family, but you know. If we sew it right, the scar will have a little smile. Yeah. <laughs> Scare the kids with it at Christmas. Oh, my God. Yeah, you get it hand-stitched. Get it engraved to someone you love. Not their full name, obviously. Maybe just their initials. I think, wonder if it would go out like one of those party blowers. <laughs> yeah, right. gets a boner. <laughs> and just snorts back up. Like something from a Dr. Seuss no, novel. No, because it's just a little stump. Oh. It'd be like, you know, when those pricks get their, like, tails cut off Dobermans. Oh. You just get that little stump. <laughs> Wagon Little when wag- it's excited. Oh, he's, he's happy to see me. Scratchy behind your ears. Ooh, little stumps going. Oh, his fucking ear fell off. <laughs> oh, Lord. But miraculously, neither of his testicles were affected. 
both his testicles remained in colour and intact. There you Can go. you believe that? So it's not all lost. Um, he might he might he might have lost the sausage, but he kept his potatoes. <laughs> it's vegan now. <laughs> Oh, Malcolm, in what could be described as the only appropriate reaction to such a scenario, started drinking heavily. Yes. And became a recluse for the next two years of his life. Okay. Malcolm says, For two years after losing my penis, I felt like a shadow of a man. My life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. I didn't see family and friends. I just didn't want to have to face up to it. We should really be doing this like a King Missile song. <clears throat> like when I, when I lost my penis, it was two years before I felt any good. I found it at a yard sale. What's that song, Detachable Penis? Oh, Detachable <laughs> Penis. Oh, my God. Malcolm kept thinking, there has to be a better solution than a rolled-up, fun-sized kids' party sausage roll and peeing sitting down. No. Which, to be honest, I don't understand why men pee standing up. It's got to be a lot. Like, would you just uh, just have a just have a quick minute sit? Ah, oh. like not in a public toilet. Obviously, I totally get it. I wish yeah. I could pee standing up in a public toilet. But when you're at home, would you just sit down? You don't have to worry because men never fucking... I don't know how you miss the toilet every time. Why don't you ever just sit down? Is it, wouldn't it be more relaxing? Just let it... Oh. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know. maybe you just got that inbuilt association from when you're a little kid that that's time to poop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You can play with your asshole if you want, if that's what you need. To. <laughs> but really? Are you saying you can't pee if you're sitting down? No, I'm fine. Okay. It's just... Why, you know, <clears throat> why take the stairs when you can use the lift? It's just quicker and easier. No, but to me, just sitting down would be easier. Because it just no. flops down in front of you. You're going straight in there. No, then you've got to take pants off. No. Oh, but by the time you, like, zip and, oh, then you've got to worry about your pubes. and ah. oh, I don't know. Just just seems weird to me. Um, Just have a sit down. Oh, it's relaxing. Fair enough. Just think about the world. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, so he thought there had to be a better solution. That was when Malcolm's GP would change his life. When he suggested that Malcolm should talk to Professor David, quote, the penis master Ralph. I'm sorry, can you repeat that, please? Professor David, penis master Ralph. Well, okay. Well, like, I don't think that's actually on his business cards. Okay. <laughs> but it's just, it's just in the buzz, the word on the street, that's how he's known. Okay. You know. The, the hallowed, as he walks through the grounds of Oxford. It's the penis master. Oh, my goodness. Avert your eyes. Do you know who walks before you? <laughs> it's the master of the cock. It sounds like a lame miserable. I'm the chairman of the cock. <laughs> Master of the munch. Jesus. I will put the lunge back in your plunge. <laughs> Penis muster of the house. Then again, if he went to uni and say that actually might be his qualification. It might be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was the world's expert in 
penis creation. Dr. Wangenstein. Oh, yeah. <coughs> he was located at London's University College Hospital. Okay. The professor had become the topic of every conversation in the UK when he created what was called... A bionic penis. <laughs> he didn't grow a dick on a rat, did he? For a man born without a penis. Okay, that's kind of cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe Dave Chappelle might take trans people a bit more seriously if they made that noise. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. How much less would you be inclined to fuck with somebody if that noise happened? <laughs> Especially when they unzip their pants. Oh my god. Well, maybe that's just <laughs> whenever they hear James Chappelle say something, they just oh, <laughs> spring into slow motion. Uh-huh. So he made a bionic penis for a man in England called Andrew Wardle. Okay. Now Andrew Wardle. Okay. My favourite, there was a lot of newspaper articles wrote about this gentleman because essentially this was the first um, uh, person in England to be born without a penis to have a bionic penis created. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So the son decided to be very tactful about this sensitive issue. Right. Um, (laughs) The son the Sun newspaper. Yes. The, which, how would you describe for the American listeners? Oh, The Sun. It's a paragon of diplomacy, good taste and decorum. They didn't hack the phones of dead girls at all. <laughs> like, it's trash. Like it's, it's, Imagine if a fucking crack addict mm. got hold of a machine gun and then used it to hold most of England to ransom. What's what's that What's that American newspaper that does all the people like, man trapped in f- a fridge, ate his own foot? Oh, like the Inquirer, National Inquirer. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, but like more, like Smutty. more. Imagine now, if imagine if it was run by Nazis. Yeah. Okay. There we go. If Nazis won the war and they went into the media game <laughs> and they made tabloid shit, yeah, that's pretty much what the sun is. So I, I don't think we're going to get any, you know, <laughs> when our dick in the bin tour hits England, <laughs> no sun <laughs> stories then. No. Well, a famous headline that I remember is that um, when they had, had the clapping for the NHS during yeah. COVID, yeah, one of their front pages was "My wife sucked off my neighbour while I clapped for the NHS." Ah. Oh. Yeah. I'd sucked read off. that story though, to be honest. So would I. Yeah. Sucked off. <laughs> front page. Sucked off. Well, you've only got limited text. <laughs> like Twitter. But in England, they wanted to say gobbled his knob. Not everyone can be Shakespeare on Twitter, all right? No. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is this is the headline okay. for one of their articles. And I think it, it's in the same quality vein. Yeah, virtue and good taste, here we come. It's ridiculously big. Who is Andrew Wardle? Why does he have a bionic penis? And when did he lose his virginity? Oh, my God. It's a hell of a title. (laughs) So, Andrew, he was 45. He was living in Manchester. Yeah. Now, basically, he was born without a penis. Yeah. Okay. Which, it was basically, it's a one in a 20 million birth abnormality. Yeah. Uh, So, basically, he had to have all these specialists come in. Basically, his bladder. He was born with his bladder on the outside of his body. Yeah, yeah, this happens, yeah. Yeah, which is is completely weird. So yeah, so he was It's not that uncommon. I actually know I actually know someone whose daughter this happened to. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did 
the chances. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Well, yeah. So, he went through this for uh, uh, approximately 45 years. Yeah. When someone said, oh, you know what? We can actually do something about this. Yeah. And created him a bionic penis. There you go. And he had a lovely fiance. He was able to have sex for the first time. Well, I dare say he got pretty good with his his lips. Yeah. (laughs) You'd have to. Yeah. Oh, God, how good would your personality have to be? Oh, my God. Fuck. To, to quote Tarantino, that'd have to be one charming motherfucking <laughs> pig. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, learning that on the first day? Like, yeah. you'd be like... He yeah. would be the ultimate Tinder guy, too, because no dick pics. Yeah. You'd be like, this guy's a sweetheart. Yeah. Oh. And he moves might- like a Ken doll, but yeah. such a sweetheart. But muscular hands. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how long have Ken and Barbie been together? If it works for them, it works for them. Absolutely. Oh, do they? I know this is a weird thing to say, but do they have pictures of the bionic dick? Oh well, no, they don't actually have a, a picture. I've got my a pic- eye's gonna go. <laughs> That's how hot is his girlfriend for a man without a who was born without a dick? You have a dick for forty-five Ooh. years. He was punching above his weight. Uh, he's he's a solidly good-looking man. Well, better with a dick. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We we all know where your priorities lie, but he's a he's a good looking fella, and his his missus. Whew. Yeah, I'd tap that. Oh, she's from the she's from the fucking continental Europe. That one. Oh. She's no British scrag. I'd I'd get a bionic penis just out of a go. So there's no picture of the penis. There's just like a little little drawing of how drawing they of of how they. they I'm go. surprised. I thought if any newspaper would have a picture of the dick. It would be the sun, but yeah. sadly they didn't. No, there you go. Letting the readership down. Uh, so the good news was there was a precedent. Yes. So his GP wrote a referral letter Yes. for him to be able to get an appointment with the good professor. Yes. Okay. Now, to, to learn a little bit, if you'll know a little bit more about David, penis master Ralph. This is what his website says. Okay. Professor David Ralph, BSC, MS, FRS, you roll. Okay. A lot of letters. <laughs> David Ralph is a professor of urology at the Institute of Urology, London. He has a wide interest in all aspects of sexual medicine and leads an active research program with PhD and MD fellows. I don't think this was designed to be read in such an alluring manner. He has written... Many chapters. He's a professor of urology in a city that smells like piss. He's based, he's literally King Dick. Many chapters on Peroni's disease and the surgical and medical management of erectile dysfunction. <laughs> no one's ever said erectile dysfunction so erotically. He is the biggest implanter of penile prosthesis. I can't say it. Prosthetics. Prosthetics in the UK with two clinical fellowship programs to teach on this. He is an accomplished microsurgeon who established and teaches on the Royal College of Surgeons Microsurgery. In clinical practice, his microsurgery skills are of particular benefit to men requiring surgery, fertility problems or vasectomy reversal. Ooh. David Ralph has previously been president of the British Association of Urological Surgeons and the 
British society for sexual medicine. BSSM. <laughs> he organised the European Society of Sexual Medicine. ESSSM. This man doesn't even have a safe word. In London in 2004, he is heavily involved in the patient organisations of the Sexual Dysfunction Association in the UK and its European equivalent, ESDA. <laughs> you would have made good money back in the days of 0055 numbers. <laughs> Can I read you the latest episode? Let me read you the football scores. Oh. Can you say Dick Master just once? <laughs> You mean Dick Master? I'm sorry. You know what? I feel really bad. We need to do that again. <laughs> okay, you ready? Because you know what? He didn't spend ten years in medical. <laughs> Professor Penis Master. That echo is the void he fills in men's souls. <laughs> oh, it's not just the men's voids he's filling. <laughs> <laughs> Penis Master. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I would watch that show. <laughs> Penis Master. This week on Penis Master. Celebrity Penis Master. We see if James Corden can fashion a penis from Lunch Loaf. <laughs> But it couldn't be him. You ate to... your lunch loaf, James Corden. Oh, he'd fuck it and then try to sing to it. <laughs> oh, carpool karaoke's fucked. Oh my god. Oh my god. James Corden's carpool Fritz fuck. <laughs> James Corden in cars, fucking a stick of Fritz, getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. The musical. Uh, you will no doubt be surprised to know that the first bionic penis was actually created back in 2008. Can you believe? Really? You know who did it first? A woman? The bloody Russians. Oh, of course. Of course, it was the Russians. <laughs> That's what they got in Operation Paperclip. We got all the <laughs> rocket scientists. <laughs> what did we get? We got a fucking dude who's going to put a monkey in space. And the dick guy. <laughs> we, we got doctor who make the, the pee-pee. <laughs> oh, an unnamed Russian man was the first person in the world to have a bionic penis fitted. Which is just a fucking potato. <laughs> I like to believe that's how they finally stopped Chernobyl. He just showed up, unzipped his pants, whoop, and just popped his knob in the reactor. <laughs> his lead dick. Yeah. <laughs> Hello! We are saved! <laughs> Comrade Wang saves Russia! It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, a beautiful man. Beautiful man. Yeah. Oh. Then in 2013, a Scottish security guard, he was described at the time, again, I think by the sun, as a 40 year old virgin. They're oh. obsessed with virgins. Wow. Had a bionic penis attached after he lost his in a childhood accident. Yeah, you know, kids always losing things. Always losing their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is one unpublished chapter of it. I do not want to read. <laughs> oh my god. Well, in Scotland, it just froze off. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this one. It was this guy who was living. It was about abject poverty in Scotland. Yeah. And this guy couldn't afford uh, heating. 
and he also was a huge alcoholic and so he I think he got the, the sepsis like in his toes and he was just watching the TV one day and his toes had gone black and he just snapped off one of the toes oh. and he kept it and he was like showing it to like the recorder and I was just like oh. he was just so chill about it I just snapped it off Ooh, yeah. Scots man yeah. hard they won't take your freedom but they'll take your fucking toes oh yeah so yeah, Malcolm's doctor wrote him a referral and off Malcolm went down the yellow brick road and all the way to see the professor. <laughs> Malcolm was in luck. Through the wonders of medical science and good old-fashioned plumbing, the professor said that he could create a bionic penis using Malcolm's own skin and blood vessels. Wow. The professor showed Malcolm the plans for his wondrous new cock. Showed him the plans? Mm-hmm. I just... <laughs> what? You don't build anything without plans. Was it like a blueprint on a wall and he like pulled it down and had like laser pointer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very impressive drawing, Doctor. It's to scale. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a strong back. <laughs> So Malcolm was shown the plans for his new cock. Malcolm asked for an extra two inches to be added to the length. Fucking good on him. Fucking men. Even now. It's all about the inches. But if you've lived a life, it's like compensation. If you've lived a life without a dick and you get the chance to just buy one off the plans. Uh-huh. It's like buying a house. You don't, you don't fucking skimp. Shouldn't you just be grateful to have a house at this stage? Anyone that's ever lived in a house will know that having a big one's a pain in the ass for upkeep. <laughs> but fuck it, if he's going to buy off the plans, let him have, let him have a fucking six foot snake. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been this long without yeah, it. Let him have the kind of thing that fucking Voldemort can talk to. <laughs> yeah, but it's like overcompensating. There's a point where you're like, no, no mate, you just forty years without a dick. How <sighs> fucking easy do you think his but life this has is been? Malcolm, he's only. It's only been, you know. Oh, is this a Scottish guy? No, no, no. This is Malcolm. This is the guy that we're talking oh, about. The guy right. who fell off. Okay. Yeah. So he asked for an extra couple of inches. Well, at least that way he'll fucking be able to watch the, the rot quicker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He'll have longer to fucking see a doctor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but the medical team were nice and obliged his request. Oh, good on him. The NHS, you got to love it. Malcolm says... They were happy to listen to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Not many can say they have a designer penis. <laughs> which, I mean, it's true. It's Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> so, surgeons took... Yves St. Lachlong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it? Uh, La Crutch. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> Lord. <laughs> Being a pom, though, he's just going to go, I want fucking, fucking, I, I want like fucking Lotto. <laughs> What's that fucking terrible what? capper? Like some shitty soccer brand. Uh, I want a Reebok dick. <laughs> With an Oakley sticker on it. Oh, my God. I want, <laughs> I want it to be the size of an intimately by Beckham bottle. 
Adidas. I want an Adidas dick. <laughs> oh my god, you'd get it with just like a Liverpool card stitched into the side. <laughs> Liverpool FC. You never walk alone. <laughs> this is Anfield. <sighs> so surgeons took skin from Malcolm's inner left arm. Has he got any left? Yes, this right. is from his inner arm, mm-hmm. and some from his buttocks. And wrapped it around a blood vessel taken from his thigh. Okay. The area on the inside of the arm uh, and that the butt was basically chosen because of its smoothness. That's a smooth dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because obviously you can't get from the other side of the arm because obviously it's like it's dry, it's craggly, but it's also hairy. Yeah, no one wants fucking Sasquatch. No one wants Cocksquatch. Again, that porn exists, but we won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> but and it also has the heightened sensitivity. Because, yeah, you're doing it now. Yeah, every, everybody, if you touch, like, the inside of your arm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why you're like, oh, oh, oh. Re- give you'd, yourself a tingle. You'd show your friends. Oh, yeah, you don't even need it. Yeah, you want to feel dick. my smooth dick? Yeah. Oh, it's like a baby's bottom. <laughs> so the arm skin was rolled around the veins to become a penis with its own nerves and blood vessels. Wow. Yeah. There oh, my go. God. I know. Modern, it's better than put a leech on it. <laughs> Which, ironically enough, probably would have probably solved the septus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But this was a delicate procedure and could not just be ripped away and implanted on the crotch area immediately. Right. Uh, and obviously you need to let that area grow. And if there were problems or complications, they didn't want to, you know, get it straight onto the dick because then you've got to cut off the stump that's left. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It. So it needed time to grow, form skin and tissue. And heal. Exactly. Right. So they're terraforming a dick on his arm. Well, like that poor rat that had to get about with a human ear attached to its back. Humans, sur- <laughs> surgeons, attach the penis to Malcolm's left forearm. Oh, God. Let me say that again. They attached the penis to Malcolm's left inner forearm. Yuck. And there are actually pictures of him oh. with a dick. We'll put these up on Facebook with a picture of his dick. Are you looking at the picture? Of I'm looking. Oh but my. they've pixelated out the dick. Oh, my God. What picture are you looking at? Well, there's several because um, there's, there's some that have had like strange implant ones. But oh, my God. Yeah. So now Malcolm has a dick dangling off his arm. Malcolm says, when I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud. (laughs) After everything I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just a part of me. Do you know you've been through some psychological mess when you're looking at a dick on your arm, (laughs) just going, oh, it's just natural. It's a part of me. I was like any other man. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin oh. with. A little bit of slap and tickle. Oh, God. Couldn't leave it alone. Like you're not walking around just going, I'm a fucking abomination. Oh, oh God. But like, and 
is on your arm. You'd feel like every time, like if you tried to like give yourself a what what, it feel it would feel like you were just giving some random dude on the bus a hand job. Because do you know what I mean? Like it's sitting next to you. It's not in your crutch. You'd be working on trying to get your wrist to grab it, like trying to touch your own elbow with the. Same oh hand. yeah, like trying to you try to like suck your own dick. Yeah, yeah. You, oh my god, he'd be the first man to be able to actually suck his own dick. Oh, while scratching himself on the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> multitask. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. I thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, it's fucking rank. <laughs> Oh. It's a dick you can play with in public, so yeah. Oh. Now, not everyone might be so thrilled with the prospect, especially after the doctor explained that it may be necessary to have the arm dick growing for two years before it could be relocated to the crotch area. Malcolm was surprisingly accommodating. Oh. Would you... Would you grow a dick on your arm for two years? If it meant, if it was that or no dick? You know what? I could, I'm pretty happy peeing sitting down. <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm not a, I'm not a long sleeves guy. <laughs> I'm certainly not a driving gloves kind of guy. Where else, where else could you like, where else could you put it? I'm pretty clumsy too, man. Like that dick's going to get knocked into shit. Oh, can you, oh, can you imagine if you went to pull a door shut? Oh, and no. And just, oh, your dick's, oh. Oh, that's not good. Second time he lost his dick. Oh. <laughs> Malcolm says, of course, it is a bit mad having a penis on your arm. <laughs> not even I am used to it. But when you think about it, it's actually amazing. <laughs> that they can make me a new penis at all is incredible. But they can build it on my arm is just mind blowing. Yeah, I don't think it's his mind is blowing. <laughs> It looked like something out of a weird sci-fi comic. That'd be a kind of shitty reading. As a some Japanese, yeah. What is that with a tentacle porn? Yeah, <laughs> looks like something out of a weird sci-fi comic. But it's my chance at a normal life. Having a dick on your arm is not a normal <laughs> life. That is a fucking long way from a normal life. <sighs> It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. Oh, it makes it a lot easier to make mess around with someone like in the cinema, though. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if someone does the old, you know, they do the yawn trick, like, <laughs> and they put their arm around you, put his arm around you, and then whack that little alien creature just slaps around your neck. Don't mind that. That's just my wrist, dick. Get your fucking wrist, dick, off I, me. I put a tiny watch on it. <laughs> What's the time, Kermit? Oh my god! You know what? I w- I would draw like little fake teeth and pretend it was a face hugger. <laughs> Quiet who lives. <laughs> oh my god! Open your mind. <laughs> Open That's what you'd have to say to any woman you bring home. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Again, must have a good fucking personality. Oh, I doubt it. He put his fucking real dick in the bin. Oh my god! Did I mention he didn't have two front teeth either? Have they fixed that yet? Or you can grow you some teeth in your eyes. In your anus. That won't be weird, is it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Malcolm says, it was all my Christmases at once. <laughs> I was so emotional. <laughs> That's the best letter to Santa ever. 
All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. I want a bionic dick that's two inches longer than you first suggested. <laughs> Santa's like, what the fuck? Oh. Who gave out my home address? <laughs> oh, my God. All I want is my two front teeth and two extra inches. I was so emotional because it was a chance at a new start. I wasn't worried about the procedure because I had seen what Professor Ralph and his team could do. As far as I was concerned, they were miracle workers and I was up for anything that would give me my willy back. (laughs) Not having a penis felt awful. It's most men's worst fear. But for me, I was never worried about sex because I already had two children. It was always more about my self-confidence and single and simple things like using the loo. Just walking down the street. And you can tell by the way I walk with my arm dick flapping in the breeze. <laughs> in an exceptionally chipper tone for a man who had an absolute dick of a time, Mel- <laughs> Malcolm-, <laughs> Malcolm asks one reporter, Do you want to see my little friend? There's Jimmy. As Malcolm pulls up his sleeve and his old mate just flops out. Jimmy? Jimmy? I took to it so much I nicknamed it Jimmy. Jimmy. That was what me and my mates called each other growing up. And the penis was definitely my new mate. Jimmy Savile? Honestly, you need new mates, Malcolm. You do. You need new mates. Fuck. So there it hung on his arm for two years from 2016 to 2018. Then in 2018, the big day finally arrived. But then Malcolm came down sick at the last moment and the operation had to be postponed. He's happy enough as it seems anyway. But then Malcolm missed his next appointment for the surgery. He says because he was unable to find transport. I'm You've got a fucking dick on your arm. I don't care if every other bone in my body was broken and I had to crawl. I had to crawl using my fingertips to drag me to that fucking hospital. I'd get there. It would make hitchhiking hard. I think it would make it a lot fucking easier if you just holding your dick out, plop your old mate out. (laughs) Fucking lorry drivers are filthy animals. You fucking (laughs) know it. You'd have eight fucking rigs pull it up. (laughs) But come on, that's some bullshit. I couldn't find transport. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Britain's got pretty good public transport, mate. Oh my! Do you know what I mean? Stay over. Yeah. You stay in a hostel. I guess he must have gotten attached. <laughs> Didn't want to say goodbye to the little fella. Oh, little Jimmy. <laughs> uh, then he missed another appointment. No. Then he says there was a string of scheduling mistakes. Oh, with your busy fucking schedule of picking up your rotten fucking bits and putting them in the bin. Yeah. Like, what what the fuck else do you have to do that's more important than getting your dick cut off your arm and put in your crotch? (laughs) Literally tell me what is more important than that. 
You know what? That is the only reason you are allowed to not attend your child's birth. Yeah. Because you're getting your faux dicks, like, operated on. Yeah, because you're getting this insult to God removed from your fucking forearm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Fucking, oh, I couldn't find a bus. <laughs> fucking get a, buy a bicycle. <laughs> Makes me so angry. Anyway, Malcolm in the hospital finally got their dates right. And Malcolm was in the hospital ready to go. And then the operation would be cancelled at the last minute, the hospital citing staff shortages. That's fucking... That's bullshit. They cut too many nurses. More money for funding, anyway, for healthcare. Fucking Brexit. Uh, Malcolm, now after all the cock-ups, had a penis on his arm for four years. Yes. No. Four years. Wow. And unexpectedly, Malcolm said it just kept growing. Oh, that's why he wanted to keep it on his arm. Adding more than the two inches he'd originally wanted added to the design. He's like a fucking pimply fucking nerd watching his Bitcoin wallet. Oh, he did want extra inches. How many times a day do you think he measured it? Oh, lots. Oh, yeah. Asked how he had dealt with a cock on his arm for four years. You could ask that of our deputy prime minister. (laughs) (laughs) Malcolm says... The delays have been hard to deal with. For one reason and another, the final operation has never happened. Uh, One reporter can't help himself and asks what we are all thinking. Just what is it like having a penis on your arm? Malcolm is frustrated. I can't do nothing. I can't go down the shops with a T-shirt on. I can't go swimming with the kids. Shrinky dink. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't start saying that. <laughs> but what are the legal requirements around this? Yeah. Is a cock still a cock if it's not actually in your cock area? Like, if it looks like a cock and quacks like a cock, is it a cock or just an unfortunate lump? Like, you know how you can't get your cock out in public because yeah. you could be arrested? Yeah. If his old mate, If he's got his old mate down the pool... Can you be arrested for indecent exposure? It's not in your cock area. So is it a cock? A cock's a cock. If you find one in the bushes, are you picking it up? <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the answer. <laughs> I was say, it doesn't you, matter where You are asking the wrong question to that, mate. I will be on that. <laughs> like, why on rice? Are you that lonely? I <laughs> think <laughs> like some fucking kind of strange duck searching the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, yeah, of course you wouldn't pick it up. No, so but co- come on, if it's not in your cock, like it's just like it's just it's just skin. It at this makes stage. it worse. It's just it's just. What if you just you were born with an unfortunate? Would you shake hands with a man who had dicks for fingers? No. Again, you're asking the wrong person this question. You ah. can't. It's not COVID safe. It's not COVID safe at all. Would you elbow bump with a man who had a dick for an elbow? No. Mush up. (laughs) You'd feel it mush. I'm just saying, could you leave? Like, I can just imagine him, like, he's just walking around, like, with his jacket. He'd just be like, oh, like, pulling up his sleeves. (laughs) Oh, flashing old ladies at the bus stop. 
Uh, but that's just on a side note. They should have put it on his ankles like a like a flamenco dancer. No, can you imagine if he accidentally stepped on it? Oh, no. Oh, and you know what? He's obviously not a cat owner because if I was walking around my house with a fucking like schlong hanging off my arm, my cats would just be like, purr, purr, like swinging at it. Like He's a fucking... sad enough to be a cat owner. Oh, shut the fuck up. He's not <laughs> cool enough to be a cat owner. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so he can't go down the shops. With a no. T-shirt on. Can't go swimming with the kids. Um, Malcolm says people make jokes when they see him in the pub and ask him loads of questions. Malcolm is understanding and says, you know what? He gets it. Yeah. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. Of course, I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. <laughs> if I couldn't laugh at the willy on my arm, I'd be finished. When people see my bulge in my sleeve, I say it's my dictaphone. Oh, no! That might seem a bit weird, but nowhere near as weird as having a penis on your arm. <laughs> that's, right? that's some British stiff upper lip. Oh, I tell you. And what have they done to his lip? <laughs> but it's not hard to miss the obvious frustration in his voice. It really feels like it is time to get it off. Probably oh. a poor choice of words there. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I can't run because it waggles about. <laughs> Karate chop! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. High five and a half. <laughs> oh, my Lord. No one would want to guard him in basketball. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Uh. Arm wrestling. Uh, you'd win. What's the matter? Too many pets. Oh, what is that? As it slowly caresses the inside of your arm. Oh, my God. All I, can, oh my God. All I suddenly thought of is, you know what? You know what I feel really bad for? I feel, I feel sad for, like, the predator. Can you imagine you're finally, you're, you're like, oh, I have my, what? <laughs> it would just fuck you up. It like, would. what? Wait, what? <gasps> Could you imagine if there was like a Pompeii type accident? Oh. And like everybody was just like frozen, you know, in their spot, what they were doing. And there's just this random dude with his like, is that, it's like 2,000 years from now, people are like, is, is, is that how they reproduced? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Malcolm says, I can't lie, having a penis on your arm for four years is a really strange thing to live with. Well, obviously, he was so keen to end it. Understatement of the year. Yeah. But I am determined this penis will be ultimately used for what it was built for. What? Thankfully, Malcolm was again rescheduled to have his willy removed in an operation, which, by the way, had a price tag of £50,000. But thankfully, uh, this was covered by Britain's free national health service. If you're in America, you're fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a poor choice of words. Yeah. You're going to grow that dick yourself. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so he's now had the dick on his arm for four years. Yeah. Okay. At So this was in 2020. It had been four years. Right. Okay. 
So the appointment was scheduled for April of 2020. And then the coronavirus pandemic hit Britain. And operations were cancelled. No. It turns out the only thing worse than having a willy on your arm for four years is a willy growing on your arm for six years. <laughs> he still hasn't got it on? I, I haven't been able to find any story of the penis as yet being removed and attached to his body because obviously it was scheduled for the beginning of the pandemic. Britain is only – I mean, they are now still having – you know, a terrible weight on their health system due to the coronavirus. So I haven't read anything about it being scheduled. I've just got this horrible mental image of him at the reception desk at the local hospital, wildly gesticulating with his arms because his operation's been cancelled yet again. Oh. And it looks like that scene from Explorers, that kids movie, where they meet the alien's parents and it's got two little arms coming off its other arm, going... I was going to say, by like six years, surely like it'd be able to like hold a pen and fill out the paperwork <laughs> for him, wouldn't it? A little prehensile dick. Oh my God, he'd be down bingo and it'd have like its own little book of numbers while he was playing. His little dick hand could be playing its own set of numbers. Oh God. Oh my Lord. So, uh, <laughs> thus ends uh, this week's story. So, next time that you're being sexually harassed, you know, harassed by a tomato sauce bottle um, in a pizza hut, maybe take a moment and thank the Lord that you could still be sexually harassed by a tomato <laughs> sauce bottle in a pizza hut. Some people don't have that luxury. No, in America, that operation is what you'll get. You'll get the tomato sauce bottle from a pizza hut. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's, there we go. Woo! Bit of sticky tape. There we go. Oh, that'd be fifty thousand dollars, please. Self-sourcing. No, it'd be a hundred thousand dollars in yeah. America. Yeah, they charge you to cry when you fucking see oh. your baby for the first time. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Oh my god, there's a mopping charge, mopping up your tears. Yeah, mopping up your tears when you get the bill. This is the one episode that I really do regret my catchphrase of "Look at the dick." <laughs> oh, I think. So just remember, just in case you ever. You know, do lose your dick. Um, don't worry, because real mothmen eat the carpet anyway. And look at the dick as you throw it in the bin. <laughs> in a bin. In the fucking 